Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Two Feet Apart with me, your host, Peachy Patra. I wanted to have this little bonus episode to talk about a little bit of a life and brand update. I also wanted to talk about some changes and things that are going on within Two Feet Apart as well. So let's get into it. So season one was hard, but important. It was, first of all, getting used to just talking to the mic and sharing these stories publicly. Um, Things that often I didn't even tell close friends and some family members as well. Um, But it also gave me the confidence and removed the shame from sharing those stories. So that was a really big highlight from it. I'm always used to being on the other side of things and being the person that um, helps come up with the content and does all the behind the scenes work. Um, But being, I guess, the voice of it is a different ballgame that took me a little while to get used to. In terms of the season one content, um, even though it was recorded just this past winter, a ton has changed in those two seasons since. Um, The main things that I wanted to address were regarding being a person of color during this time, socioeconomically with everything going on with Black Lives Matter, as well as some of the relationship-related questions that I've received. Um, So in terms of being a person of color in the Black Lives Matter movement, um, it's kind of tricky thing to navigate. And I had put up this boundary of not speaking about it and not recording about it. I even was off social media for a month and a half due to just feeling super overwhelmed in regards to the topic. And that boundary was super helpful for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little out of the loop with everything that's evolved since George Floyd was murdered. Um, but I'm working on it. I think one of the amazing things that came out of the social awareness is that brands took advantage and they used it to work on inclusion. Little things such as band-aids, including multiple skin tones, um, instead of just saying they had a skin tone, but it only being applicable to light-skinned people um, and white people. And, you know, there were several other brands doing the same thing, including Crayon, which finally came out with a skin color set, I guess. I'm not sure what exactly they're calling it. Um, But things like that, that I wish I grew up with. And I'm excited that, you know, future children of mine and my nieces and nephews um, can all have a world that has that inclusivity and they won't, it won't be as obvious for them. Um, the differences, because it's now conversations that people are willing to have with their children. So I think in that sense, it's been amazing. Politically, do I think it's going to make much of a difference? Unfortunately, I don't think so. Um, If you look at, you know, the Rodney King riots, the Ferguson riots, there's been a ton that's been going on, and it's not something new. These aren't new battles we've been fighting. Um, So I don't think politically it'll make as big of a difference as we're all hoping for. And socially, 
same thing. I think it's awesome that it opened the conversation for a lot of people. I think it brought out a lot of ignorance in a lot of people as well. Um, but ultimately, it was a trend. I found that algorithms stopped showing anything regarding the Black Lives Matter movement and kind of the situations that were being brought to light the second it stopped trending as much. Um, and so a lot of people's timelines are back to normal and then it's something just kind of in the past, just like all the other things that people try to advocate for. Um, and the thing about being a person of color in that time is I've been sharing my experiences with racism. I've been sharing my messages. I've been sharing awareness as long as I've had social media. Um, and now it's finally being heard. Um, but it shouldn't take something like that. And, you know, the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all the other individuals, it shouldn't take that for people to be willing to listen. Um, and similarly, when it comes to work and jobs, I was speaking to someone and, you know, he was saying that, well, at least now, like, you're more likely to get jobs because you're a person of color. So they're trying to cater to that because socially it'll look better for them um, and things like that. That's not what we want. That is not what any person of color is hoping for. Um, maybe some people, I guess, I can't speak for the entire race. Um, and that's applicable to me talking about this in generally. In general, I can't speak for the entire race. However, I don't want to be noticed or selected or chosen for anything just because of my skin tone, because of what's been going on. I would much rather have earned my place there. So that's my thoughts on that. In terms of what you can do, I don't want to take away from the people that make their living off of providing that anti-racism education there are three questions that I want you guys to keep in mind. The first one being, are you supporting black individuals and black businesses? That means it could be something as simple as nail salons, or it could be something as simple as listening to your black friend when they tell a story. And instead of counteracting it or saying anything, just validating it or listening or understanding where they're coming from. The second question is, uh, are you seeking out informa information? Are you actively educating yourself? Are you trying to learn more about the struggle and what it is? And even just about black culture before, not before, but aside from all the struggle, because there's beauty in the culture prior to, during, and after. Um, the third question is, are you being mindful of the things you say and the way you treat people of color. I, as a mixed woman, have perpetuated anti-blackness. Um, obviously not intentionally, but I'm sure at some point in my life I've said or done something that reflects that. And I think it's just owning that and being self-aware and making sure that a, you're not continuing and B, that you're pointing that out in other people that may not recognize that. And that can be kind of awkward sometimes, but it could be just as simple as, hey, I didn't like that you said that. Here's why. 
And I think that's an important conversation to be comfortable having with the people that you surround yourself with, especially during this time. In terms of me sharing stories and my experience with getting married young, um, I'm still pending divorce. It is not finalized yet. Um, it's complicated and it's a bit tricky because I want to ensure that I'm leaving out enough that respects the privacy of myself and my previous partner. And there was a lot more than I shared that went on behind the scenes. Um, but it's not something that publicly always needs to be shared. I thought it was important to share my story to talk about taking shame away from these moments and how we can change our perspective and evolve as people from these negative relationships and just kind of having that insight into why you did certain things and how you can move forward in the future. Um, it was a really difficult episode to record for me. You can hear it in my voice. Um, but it's something that I think is still an important conversation to leave open. And it's important for people to also respect other people's privacy and just be understanding that not everything needs to be public knowledge and nobody owes anybody an explanation in terms of what's going on in their personal life. I also wanted to speak a bit on the overdose that I had mentioned in the seasonal relationships episode. Um, I don't want to romanticize them or take them lightly. It was an extremely scary time for my health, especially in the recovery stage of that, mentally and physically. I hadn't told anybody until a few days later um, because I was ashamed and embarrassed. And I think that putting that in the relationship episode might have given the wrong impression that it was just because of these factors of my relationship that caused this. Um, I had been diagnosed with depression and anxiety when I was 12. Um, I regularly go to therapists, as I've mentioned. And even at that time, I was on antidepressants. It's one of those things that it accumulates and you let things build up and then you just don't know how to handle it. And it wasn't just the crappy marriage. It was things going on with my family. It was things going on in my personal life. And I think that it was in the relationship episode because that just happened to be the timing of it. And also when you're in those relationships that kind of the other person takes bits from you and they take a little bit and a little bit and, you know, they isolate you from your friends and family and then they have you in a new place and they're controlling what you do and where and they're able to manipulate you and treat you poorly but also refuse to let you go 
and just kind of have that you it's hard to feel like yourself and it's very hard to have the support and help and resources you need I was thankful that when I was able to talk about it, I had the supports there. And I think that's when I was more sure that leaving the marriage was the right decision because, um, first of all, the supports didn't come from my partner. And if I had just followed what he wanted, I wouldn't have had any supports at all. So I just want other people in those situations, in those hard times when you're dealing with a narcissist or you feel like you don't have that control and you're not sure who you are because those parts of you are stripped away, just know that You have it in yourself to pull yourself out of it. No one can save you if you don't want to be saved. And I think that's the hardest line because a lot of the times you don't want to do it and you just don't know what else to do. But I encourage you to please hang in there if you're in that situation, especially if you're having those thoughts. Seek help where you can. There's even online counseling and Anything is better than nothing. Reach out to people in your circle and be open to asking for help and needing it because everyone does at some point. And it's not a sign of weakness. If anything, it's a sign of strength to be able to persevere through what you might think is shameful and to be able to talk about it and have those conversations. The one big thing that I got from the West Coast trip was not only just that um, insight and closure with certain things involving family and that dynamic, but also this reminder that there's nothing specifically holding me at this point to one place. And so why not go out and experience new places and learn about myself as I adapt to different things? Um, And so this actually motivated me to move to central Alberta. I packed up my car and drove. It was a five-day drive about 3,500 kilometers. I think it was approximately 39 hours of driving. I did go the scenic route, so it wasn't the most effective, I suppose. However, I wanted to stop and see Chicago and Duluth uh, on my way up. And honestly, it was incredible because so I packed up whatever I could fit in my car is what I brought. And I just remember driving through America Um, I guess I had this feeling in Canada too, but I first noticed it prominently then. And all of my earthly belongings were with me. I had no specific schedule or agenda. I had nobody to answer to. I was making a decision completely selfishly 
um, just because I decided that I wanted to, and I wanted to have that experience, um, and just that freedom. And it was this like incredible, intense happiness that I felt. Um, and I loved the drive. I've talked to other people and some people enjoy it and some people don't, and you can go various routes. Um, but I would not change a thing and I would probably do it 10 times over if I could. Chicago's a very fun city. There's a ton to do. What I did is I parked downtown. It was super expensive, but also I literally didn't plan anything. So I just had to deal with it. Um, parked downtown. I just walked everywhere. So for several hours, I just walked. I found where the bean is. I went to the pier. I went to the fountain, which wasn't operating at the time. Um, all around. I even tried a deep dish pizza place. I made a few new friends. It was awesome. I stayed for the night just outside of the city just because it was a lot more cost effective. The next day I went up to Duluth. I did some hikes. I stopped and did a few hikes along the river on my way there. Not the river, the lake. Um, and I ended up staying in a hostel there and that was my first time having that experience. And I was really worried because for some reason I associated hostels with a not being the most cleanly, uh, places and B just a lot of risk, um, whether it's personal safety or theft and stuff like that. The hostel I was at was amazing. It was super clean. It was beautiful. We each had locked lockers. There was a safe that we could put larger items in if we wanted to. Um, it had a hot tub. It had a sauna. It was awesome. I ended up meeting someone there that arrived at about the same time as me. And so we decided to go bar hopping and try some local food places together. The nice thing about Duluth is that it's a university city. So a lot of the food is dirt cheap, but it's good quality. So tried a few things there, which was nice. And then on the drive out, I found out that the city also has a bunch of like random black sand beaches and the entire city is basically on the shoreline. And so I went there and I just kind of I did a couple meditations and just enjoyed the stillness before driving back into Canada. This was as COVID was starting. Like I remember getting in Chicago and my mom was texting me and she's like, um, you need to cross the border ASAP because I think they're going to close it. I wasn't too concerned because first of all, I'm Canadian. So getting back into Canada, um, wouldn't have been that much of a struggle, but I could see where her concern was coming from. And, uh, thankfully things in the States and in most of Canada were still open while I was on my way. So, you know, season one was all these parts of my story. You kind of got a good insight to some of the struggles and difficulties that I've had to overcome. Um, the last half of season two. So the first half of season two was a lot of business minded people. A lot of the conversations revolved around their personal story as well. However, it often went back to things that were work related. The second half of season two, we will be talking to some people about heritage and the importance of honoring yours. Um, we will be talking about indigenous communities and how you can make a difference and how you can even just be more aware. Also, I want to discuss invisible illnesses and we will be talking about the importance of 
societal awareness involving neurological disorders and different types of disabilities and stuff like that. I think those are important stories that need to be heard as well. So I would love to be the one to start highlighting them in this space. Um, Season three will actually be majority with Jordan. Um, We're going to do a bit of a search for answers revolving around our father. Um, We wanted to get medical reports. We were hoping to get an invest, like a copy of the investigation. Um, And it would just be a lot of open discussions around that. Honestly, I think season three would almost be more for us than anything um, because it's a good way to document it and be practical about it and view it as a project so that we don't always get caught up in our emotions. Um, But I'm really excited to be able to share that journey with you guys and a lot of people that might have a similar experience or similar life chaos is the word I'm going to use because it's hard finding those answers. And so just we'll share our resources as we go and hopefully that's able to help someone else out as well. Something really big behind the scenes I've been working on is launching merch. There will be a t-shirt line coming out October 1st, 2020 The t-shirt line will be a variety of different really awesome things that I've focused on and spent a lot of time putting my thoughts and effort into. Um, There will be specific shirts that the funds from them go to certain organizations. There will be some that support racial equality. I haven't narrowed down the specific organizations yet, so I can't say it's specifically Black Lives Matter or one about Indigenous women missing and murdered. But I will, of course, share those details as I decide. Additionally, there will be a t-shirt that goes towards LGBTQ plus organizations um, and just really trying to give back to the community with some of the actions that we'll be taking. Um, If you have any questions for me, there will be an episode in which Luck Deep from Soldiers for Justice episode will be interviewing me. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out at, uh, you can email or send a DM or Facebook message, and I will try to answer them all in the episode. Um, And if you have any questions for guests, I'm hoping to do another bonus episode and just compile all the questions for guests and do mini recordings with, with each of them, which I think would be awesome. Um, so again, you can send those on Instagram messenger, email, whatever tickles your fancy, uh, for contact information, the email address is contact at two feet apart.com. Again, the two is the word, not the number. Um, additionally, the Instagram is two feet apart and so is Facebook. We also have a website up and running now. I am working on finishing getting the transcriptions from all of the podcast episodes done and on there for deaf individuals. Um, So it will be accessible soon. There will be a page for it on the website. Just stay tuned. I hope that everyone has been able to find fulfillment and safety during this 
mess of 2020. Um, It's been a lot going on. And I say mess, not even with a negative connotation. There's just so much everywhere. And I have used it to better myself and focus on a lot of different things. And it's been incredible for me. However, I know and understand the struggle that it's caused for a lot of different people. So I just hope that you are doing things that consciously are for your happiness during this time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this update bonus episode. And I look forward to continuing season two and sharing it with all of you. Thank you.